Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the arches with me, Harriet Carmichael and Lucy Freeman. (laughs) Before we dive in, let's remind ourselves of what happened last week with Lucy's Week in Ambridge. We began the week with Josh and birthday boy Ben in the Love Shack. Ben was painting it with fungicide in preparation for his researches into Evie the archaeologist's trench. Josh was giggling away like a lunatic. He's got a very high-pitched voice, hasn't he? Or maybe had something caught in the fold-out bed. David and Ruth gave Ben a wallet for his birthday. Hmm. Seconds of thought there. As predicted, Eddie is up in arms about Clary being given the boot off the play. It was a total shock, like Piers Morgan being kicked off GMB, apart from the fact this wasn't a stunt and she hadn't tried to leave five times before, but was waiting for a better offer from Andrew Neil. Anyway, good old Eddie resigned from the play. I like a principal, there aren't enough of them. And then he ruined it by once again adopting the role of double agent and going to Darrington. He thinks he's in an agricultural le carré. Eddie, you can barely manage to keep your working life and personal life together without adding a double life into the mix. As usually it went wrong and he got sent to Coventry by the rest of the family, but not before there was a hilarious denouement when he etched some vegan cake and didn't die. Who knew it was safe to eat? Uh, The reason everyone is cross with Eddie for joining Darrington's play is because he might leak details of Ambridge's play to the Darrington lot, namely Evangeline Lowminster. If that name did not come straight out of a Margaret Rutherford film at 2pm on a Sunday, I will be very surprised. But honestly, who cares? No one in Ambridge will go to Darrington's play. No one in Darrington will go to Ambridge's play. And unless someone starts advertising them and actually talking about what the damn plays are, no one at all will be going to either. This is madness. Villages struggle to drum up custom for pub quizzes where you can win a steak dinner for two with a complimentary glass of, quote, fizz, unquote, or equivalent three goes on the pub landlady. Who in their right mind is going to watch a load of unrehearsed yoghurt packers and pigmen wander around the village dressed in old curtains? (laughs) Dear old Leonard who is by far the nicest person in the village, (laughs) largely because he doesn't live there and hasn't been corrupted by their petty rivalry yet, was chuntering onto Ben about getting the jab, with a lot of cheering hurrahs for the NHS and quite right too. Ben, universal friend of the elderly, has decided to open up the time capsule to the village. That could be interesting. Three pieces of fossilised lemon drizzle and a culvert. So far, they've collected a picture of Leonard with a needle sticking out of his arm that will lead future generations to think that Ambridge was home to a crazed group of smacky octogenarians and a horrifying story by Jazza about getting Jimus's coat covered in shite after he'd hauled poor Martha out of Alice. Well, there is no point in the aforementioned future generations thinking that Ambridge was anything other than a total madhouse, I suppose. 
Jenny Darling visited Alice in the hospital and bought her some buns, some chocolate and a miniature of Smirnoff. Kidding! I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Martha finally latched on to Alice. Mm. Enjoy it, Alice. It'll be great for about two days before your nipples look like ripped raspberries and you'll scream every time she even looks at them. And then she gets teeth. After that, your boobs will develop the texture of rubber and you'll be able to empty the dishwasher with her hanging off them like a Yorkshire terrier with a dog chew. And finally, we have an abattoir. Thank God for that. I'm so relieved. I don't even care about Krusty anymore. That's such a relief on its own. Over at the dairy, Susan and Clary were colouring in empty yoghurt pops again and talking in a desultory fashion about Susan's granddaughter. You don't see the likes of Martha Woodford anymore, said Susan. <laughs> no, that's because she'd be 170, Susan. It'd be like having an Egyptian mummy shuffling around the village. Then Krusty turned up. Krusty seems, now she's given up chasing homeless men about, to have stopped behaving like Robin Hood and thrown her lot in entirely with the Sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> Linda is just sitting with her feet up in her shepherd's hut, smoking a massive cigar and sending Krusty out to do her evil bidding. Honestly, one minute, we were moaning about Linda. Then she got exploded and we all felt very sorry for her. Then she was horrid to Robert and we got cross with her. Then she became all humble and grateful and we liked her again. And now she's turned into Tony Soprano. I know characters are complex, but I'm getting bloody emotional whiplash here. Uh, anyway, Krusty tried to seduce Susan into the play and she said, no, no, no. Oh, are you sure you don't mind, Clario? Well, right then. <laughs> Susan has to ride a horse to enter as a king. Oh, God, please let it skitter off up Lakey Hill with Susan clinging on round its neck, screaming. It won't, though, will it? She'll turn out to be like Princess Anne at the Horse of the Year show, won't she? I wonder who they'll get to play the horse. With Linda's gender-blind what's-it, possibly one of the Montbelliards <laughs> or Hilda Ogden. <laughs> knew it, knew it, strawberry chew it Jazza and Jimmus are in the local paper wearing rubber gloves and beaming in the back of the Riley holding up Jimmus's shitty coat However, the whole ghastly experience may turn out well for Jazza as it meant Tracy went round to see him to tell him about her labour experience <laughs> It was an unusual chat-up line I have to say, but hopefully it will work and we can look forward to more of their arch flirting in a relationship that once again for no apparent reason has to remain secret Oh God, on second thoughts Tell him about your vaginal tearing, Tracy, and let's skip the relationship. The end. <laughs> oh, it's very good. Where do I start? <laughs> Not with vaginal see, tearing, I do. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's funny that, isn't it? They've suddenly got... It was the first time they've spoken to each other without um, fake bants. Yes. And it was so much nicer. Yeah, it was. It was a really genuine, nice chat. But that's because finally she sort of genuinely respects him, doesn't mm. she? Yeah. I think it's really nice. But I was a bit, I, I got confused because she was like, oh, thank you for, for saving my, what was it? What is, what is the release? Yes. I was like, whoa, that makes Tracy sound really old. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, poor I, Alice's boobs. <laughs> You're like me, Lucy. Everybody else was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I was like, ow, 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 she got an Elanisil. <laughs> I saved up my painkillers for the breastfeeding. I was, the caesarean was a breeze compared to the bloody breastfeeding. <laughs> oh, it does hurt, doesn't it? It really it? does. And then you get that horrible mastitis. Yes. Ooh. I mean, that, you know, gosh, she thinks things are bad now. <laughs> <laughs> Brace yourself, Alice. I think we all need to strap ourselves <laughs> in for the next few weeks. <laughs> I did think this week, I know it's written three months in advance, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But there was a lot of very apposite stuff this week, sort of accidentally apposite. 
in that, in the week when nurses were told they were getting a 1% pay rise, uh, there was a eulogy, not a eulogy, a, 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 a sort of a, a, yeah. a hymn of praise for the yes. NHS and nurses yeah. from, um, from lovely old Leonard, who yeah. uh, was... Who can, who can praise that lovely nurse he was talking about without sounding lechy? Yes, which exactly. She's only 21. <laughs> if, if it was anyone else, it would be going, she's only 21. Yeah, you'd be like, ew, ew. <laughs> that was, was that. really nice. And then uh, Jazza saying, we don't know what, we haven't got a clue what you lot go through in the week of the awful Sarah Everard story and everything else. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Um, I just thought, my God, this is this is psychic script writing. It's brilliant. Yeah, I really liked this week, actually. I did. It was very, because there was a lot of very upsetting news this week in general yes. in the world. And... It was just lovely and It felt and quite calming. And... Yes. Yes, yes. It yes. wasn't, because I was really worried about the Alice thing, because I, I thought, oh, God, she's going to, you know, when she was um, really losing it, you know, on yeah. Wednesday or whatever. And I thought, oh, obviously, we're going to end the week with her drinking. Mm. And I was so happy that it that it had a pos- more yeah. positive end yeah. and that she did find some help, Yeah. however you know, short-lived it might be, but yeah. at least, you know. <laughs> at least it gave us a respite. Because it's not about her, is it? It's about Also, us. can we have Lisa back? Because yeah. <laughs> I really liked listening to her. I wanted to go and have a lie down with a flannel on my head while she spoke to me soothingly. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, it's really actually... difficult. You're doing really yeah. well. Oh, Lucy, you're doing Lisa. so well. <laughs> you're so brave, Harriet. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> Come on, you can really. (laughs) I know. Thank you. (laughs) But I, I think they should have. You know, like at the end of every like drama program, they give out a phone number in case you need help. They should have just given Lisa's (laughs) number out for generic. If you'd like me to come around and stroke your hair, (laughs) I do think in this though, Chris. I was faintly embarrassed at Chris's behaviour, not just because. He clearly hasn't read or <laughs> hasn't Googled taken, what it's like yes, to be an alcoholic. <laughs> or even just the word alcoholism, just to understand what it is. Um, <laughs> but he is now us, I think. He is the voice of the listener. So he's going, mm. so you're better now then, yeah? Good. Right, come on, yeah. let's go. <laughs> Which is basically what I was doing. Is she better? <laughs> is she better? She's fine then. She's fine. I can stop worrying, can I? Good. All right, next. Da, 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 da. What do you mean she's still thinking about drinking? What? No. <laughs> I know it was, but but yeah, you're, but he probably. However, however much you feel you know about alcoholism, it. it I guess you know everybody. Every yeah. partner is going to have that yeah. that feeling, aren't they? Yeah. But because you want, oh, you just want to hear that it's going to be okay. It's peculiar that you were saying last week about you were surrounded with therapists and you know yeah. everything else. Yeah. She's not getting. She's got this. She's got lovely oh, Lisa, which mm. is terrific. But she needs to be, you know. I mean, no, it's it's it, it's totally unbelievable. Yeah, that she, AA. She, he should be going to Al Anon, because which is the for ba- friend of relations of people yeah. that you know have got. Because the doc, Alice's doctor, that doctor knew that Alice. Yeah. Um, well, of course they they have to. Yeah. I mean, it'll be in her notes yes. because. And you uh, wouldn't you know, be asking questions about fetal alcohol syndrome and then just go, oh, just wondered. <laughs> All right, Alice, have you got the little booklet we gave you on fetal? Yeah, just have a read of that. And we'll uh, yeah, Next, see for her 12-year checkup. <laughs> got your red book. That bloody yeah, red book, yeah, honestly. Yeah. 
<laughs> just put a little just put a little yeah. fetal alcohol scribble in there. Give you a sticker. It's got a little glass of wine on. Look, <laughs> stick that on the front. <laughs> Would be about a thousand people yeah. interfering. <laughs> Not returning calls, not not being kept up to date, but at least something somebody would know rather than poor Alice and poor Lisa fighting them out of it with Chris just going, looking at his watch, going, are you still an alcoholic? What now? How about now? <laughs> and now? Wednesday. Would Wednesday be? <laughs> On Thursday, didn't you think that was a really good episode, though? Between, I thought it was Alice and Chris's best episode together because I felt like they they had finally sort of connected mm-hmm. and they didn't sound like they were just um uh what's the word being annoying they were talking to each other mm-hmm. and I thought it was quite believable didn't you yes so I thought they were both acting really well on yeah. Thursday they weren't being annoying yeah and he sort of and there was that thing where she said do you want to hold the baby? And he said, we do need to, to talk. And it was like that post row thing where you go, yeah, all right, sorry, I was a dick. And I was a no, he's basically because he didn't want to hold the baby. Yeah. Oh, do I have to? I've just put this clean shirt on and oh, it's a bit sicky. When did she last poo? All right. Yeah. <laughs> but also the thing is like in those, in those neonatal wards, you cannot have a private conversation no. because you're about 10 centimetres yeah. away from another mum sitting on a chair with her boobs out. Yes. You know, it's just not very and private. As you said, everything is going <laughs> beep, 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 beep all around you. So, I, I mean, I did. I, I felt sorry for her because, you know, because of her feeling so guilty and that she can't really look anyone else in the eye. And, and there were a few mums in the NICU ward who, who they would come in and... Because, like, you know, if you'd been there for two or three months already, like we had, you know, you'd made your circle of friends with the other long-term mums. Mm. And then new people would arrive and you want, you'd want you want to pounce on them. But sometimes it would take about two weeks before they sort of let their guard down. Mm. Because, you know, it's such a traumatic yeah. thing to have gone through yeah. that... that, that uh, that you can't, you literally can't look anyone in the eye yeah. because you'll just cry or, yeah. you know, you just can't bear it. So I actually, I and thought that was also, quite interesting. You, you, you're trying to process what's happened to you. Yes, you don't want to. No, you don't, exactly. and you don't want anyone going. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. How? How? I. I was with her. Like, if 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 you were if you were thinking, well, it's because I was drinking that mm. the baby came early. Shamed and guilt. Yeah, I mean, how could you? How could you admit that to also, to the other mums in there? Alice doesn't make friends without alcohol. No, she's the party girl. That's how she connects with people. That's her. That's her social oil, isn't it? And when you take yeah. that away, when you take away the alcohol from an alcoholic, they don't know what's left. It's like the Wizard of Oz, you know, you pull back the curtain and there's this tiny little person there. Mm. And you have to figure that out and how the hell you connect with people without that kind of... Mm, that's hard. Yeah, really hard. Yeah, scary. But then but then also, I think on the Thursday as well, it was I, I, I felt hopeful because Alice and Chris had a moment where they giggled about Mar- Martha did something cute and they laughed yeah. together you know and you thought of course that ultimately however much you hate your partner when you've just had a baby <laughs> then the baby does a fart or something yeah. and it's like it's so oh my god <laughs> And you connect again. Yeah, yeah. And I, so it made me hopeful for them actually. Yes. But never mind that because we get to see Susan on a horse. <laughs> Is that a true <laughs> That thing? was funny, though. I just Is that Clary taking the piss? 
I thought it was at first, but it clearly isn't. No, it isn't because then Susan had a chat with Linda and said, All "Why the can't Lily go on?" Have and, to have, yeah, and Linda She's an said, "In this, in this particular script, I think you'll find it's the older king on the horse." <laughs> but she's got everything that's your cat. That's cat. That's absolutely guaranteed to go wrong. She's got horses, inexperienced <laughs> riders on horses. Babies, animals. <laughs> How are they going to get that horse Out- into Brookfield's kitchen? <laughs> Outdoors, <laughs> moving from location to location. This could be a riot if they play it right. And I bet it's. I be mean, you perfect. think she's just sitting in her shepherd's hut with her feet up? This is like a choreographical. <laughs> is that a word? Nightmare. <laughs> But what I, is Kirsty doing? Oh, God. She's gone weird. Also, you don't... It was... She's, like, turned... She's turned into, a, like, a, a supervillain. Yeah. Hasn't she? She has. Oh, well, if you don't want to do it, Susan, you know, what Clary's more important than being in a play... She's Throwing gone horrible. and a tea towel on your head wandering around the village. <laughs> and then you do think, but what, what is Linda doing? Yeah. Yes. And, and uh, I couldn't... Have they already... They and haven't also, started... if you've just fired somebody off a production, mm. you don't go to where the person that you've just fired and the person <laughs> that you want to play the... Where they work together in the same place. You don't go there... <laughs> And see both of them and say, I want to talk to you. Then take them two yards out of the door into a corridor and offer, you know, it's just dull. Yeah, but it's like she's doing horrible mind games, isn't it? Like, you know, like they're all in a cave and they've been kidnapped. And then they sort of like, you know, would you save yourself or your best friend? (laughs) But why why has she stopped talking about the horses? Is she... Is she not doing anything now apart from pottering around the village getting her orders from Linda? Well, this is what's very odd about it, isn't it? She's she's completely forgotten suddenly. Well, that's good in a way, isn't it? If it is, <laughs> this is all it took. All it took to was... To be vile to the rest of the village. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> Terrific. I want it to go mad. I want the, I want the horse to go berserk and chuck... Chuck Susan. So <laughs> Down Lakey Hill. Yeah, exactly. And and then to run amok and bite everybody. And a horde <laughs> of screaming children running in terror as the sheep escape and everything. I want it to be a total disaster. And Harrison has to come and subdue people with tear gas. No, because Harrison will be naked without oh, yeah, his loincloth. Then he'd look even better subduing them with tea He'll gas. be like one of those, uh, you know, those naked butlers that come to hem parties. <laughs> and the girls oh, just God. whip his and apron and off. And just wearing a bow tie and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Harrison, is that your line cloth? <laughs> yeah. Um, what about the uh, time capsule? <laughs> cute. Oh, so cute. I thought it was so sweet. Oh, before I did, I did notice because you said in your monologue, I wondered if you were going to pick up on Josh's laugh. <laughs> I know. What was going on? <laughs> <laughs> he was so high. <laughs> It was amazing. I've never noticed what a high voice no. he's got. I tell you what, Josh makes Ben look, you know, look like oh, the world's greatest man, doesn't he? You just think it's ben like a weasel so... and, a, and a stag. Oh. Josh is hideous. He really I've, is. I've always actually quite liked Ben mm. because although he is supposed to be a young isn't he anyway yeah. so you can forgive him his yeah his, his silliness but yeah. his nobishness but actually yeah, compared to josh he's yeah. such a nice sweet boy isn't yeah. he 
Yeah. And it was so sweet about the time capsule and the fact that he got really excited about it. Yeah. I thought, what a lovely present from Leonard. Yeah, but he initially got excited because he thought he was getting a car again. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and Ooh, anyway, got isn't an, that time another capsule? orange car. Oh, yeah. Another exciting birthday present. Isn't, <laughs> isn't a time capsule just a box, though? Yes, it is. I okay. know. Why were it's they not talking very... about it as if it was like a metal mm, safe? It's, or all, it's just a jam jar, isn't or a biscuit it? And you, tin? And you... <laughs> but he obviously got it from the Science Museum's website or something. Was oh. really proud of it. I think it's sweet. And then it'll be, as you said. He'll put the photo of him having a jab. They'll probably put a mask in there as well. Yeah. And then in 5,000 years when it's dug up, the the historians will think that we lived in... This was part of some sort of cult, yeah. wasn't it? Or they'll dig it up and it will reinfect the new universe with coronavirus oh, bugs. And God. then Ambridge will have accidentally wiped oh, out. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, well, that's a bit like my, um, my latest plot line for them, which I was going to email Kerry with. Oh. Well, Run I think they should. Again? Yes, I, th- I think they should have a Russian poisoning. <laughs> just to spice things up a bit. I've just blown tea across my keyboard. Again, that's the second time I've Because Spice it... them. Yeah, but as I think we went through this, Harriet. Who is going to be the target? Why would Ambridge be a target? Well, it's something to do with Matt in Costa Rica. Who left two years ago. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's something to do with christine again you know hasn't she got a son somewhere yes he might be in russia a conductor or a classical musician or something exactly peter (laughs) in in moscow right (laughs) peter from moscow (laughs) yeah but we like the we like the sort of mystery elements miss murder mystery or something would be good wouldn't it but but not in a dark way more in a (laughs) You know, like the Thursday murder club. There's nothing frivolous about death, really. It's quite hard to make that. I'm telling you, Jake. But you can do. Can (laughs) like you know, if it's if it's historical, if it's someone you don't care about. Oh, but no, Jennifer's already done that. There's for, really? they're forever. Well, Joe Grundy was forever talking about ghosts of people that had been oh, yeah. oh, murdered God, that or was, disappeared. That, that Jennifer, was very d- odd. didn't they dig up a skull or they dug up something and? Where can they possibly go now? Mm. Hard, isn't it? But you'd have thought, wouldn't you, that bearing in mind we've just lived through a plague, are living through a plague, that mm. they might have mentioned that. And you maybe one of the characters could have had it. Or, you know. Well, they did mention it, Lucy, because there's a time capsule with a photo of Leonard yes, having a jib. 13 months <laughs> yes. after it, it started, it yes. Is, <laughs> it is odd that that must have been a decision that they made yes. that no one was Bearing going that mind, they weren't going to the bulk of the village is was... over 70 <laughs> nobody got it nobody came into contact with anyone why, that had though. it nobody died well probably because <laughs> they got told by the press office everything's fine don't talk about it being bad and people dying no 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 no, no. because actually they could have had a long covid storyline which yes. would have been very interesting yeah, and they could have got rid of quite a few people couldn't they <clears throat> auntie cardboard <laughs> Oh, my God. If you get rid of her, Lucy, <laughs> you come to me first. She doesn't oh, do anything Peggy. except... I know. Oh, shall I help you with that? Oh, no, I won't touch it then. Here's all my money. <laughs> <laughs> she was like she was in it for 40 years just to get ripped off in the last two. <laughs> I know, it was tragic, that. Tragic, It was, that. though, wasn't it? It was. 
and here's my money and oh have my cottage as well <laughs> get on jill and leonard enjoying enjoying their best years together yes i do like leonard Oh, he is great. Especially because he's Tom oh, Riddlesworth's so dad. Nice. Well, he just... He, maybe that's why it was such a soothing week, because oh. he was in it. And he has... Oh, he has the most delightful voice. He does. He really does. Him and Lisa should... Um, to do a, have, should, should do a yeah, full week a together. Well, and a well-being podcast, possibly. <laughs> where they could just say to each other, More tea? Oh, it's nice here, isn't it? I mean, what is he good at, apart from speaking? Well, you'd have to ask Jill. I mean, there's clearly a reason why she's been sounding so <laughs> hooty and perky recently. Ooh. <laughs> Woo! Leonard! <laughs> oh, shall we listen to Mr Newby? Yes. Who I believe has many questions this week. Oh, Mr Newby has managed to have a birthday and be ill oh, in the yeah. same week. Oh, so that's well, not very good. Um, happy birthday and get well soon. Yeah. <laughs> It's an unfortunate uh, combination. Um, so he is currently sitting in bed, um, uh, surrounded by birthday cards, feeling rotten. So hopefully oh. hearing himself will cheer him up. But thank you very much, Mr. Doobie, for soldiering on and doing the listening to the archers and doing the doing your recording, even though you are poorly sick. It is and tweeting stuff for and us. And tweeting stuff. Me, me and Lucy can't ever be bothered to do it. <laughs> well, we can't compete, to be honest, because he's like the rapid response unit. It's like every 12 <laughs> seconds there's another one coming out. His followers have gone Some... through the ceiling. <laughs> when I remember that we've done an average on the couch and it's gone out, I think, oh, God, I better just, <laughs> better just, oh, there's already 12 <laughs> tweets about it. Oh, I don't need to bother then. <laughs> <laughs> and he's done our Facebook. Did you know that we had a Facebook now? I know. I do know. Yes. And I can't oh, find anyone it because I'm not on the Facebooks. But it is on Ambridge, I think, isn't it? Okay. I know. Yes. I, 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 in fact, in fact, do us a favour and like it if you can find it. If you're still on Facebook, because I think, I think, I, I think, um, it's harder to get uh, engagement on Facebook than it is on Twitter. Is it? Well, there's much more art. Archers on Twitter, I think. Anyway, oh. I I also I have an Instagram for Shambridge, um, but again, it's like there's not really an archer scene on Instagram. Is that because it's all pictures and the archers yeah, are three? Basically, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, basically, <laughs> Do you have to take pictures of your breakfast. <laughs> oh, Lucy, that was like seven years ago. Instagram's rarely moved on. Josh and Ben, Ben and Josh. Which is which? <laughs> Who cares? One of them's squeaky and awful, yes. the other's just awful. I think this scene might be supposed to be what the kids these days call bants, but as an unabashedly middle-aged man, it just makes me want to slap Ben and yes. or Josh into the middle of next week. And as if things couldn't get any worse, they've introduced another new character, Leonard, who seems to be Ben's granny's fancy man. I have no idea who Ben's granny is, though, so I'm still largely in the dark. <laughs> My first exposure to Leonard in person is as he presents Ben with what is, apparently, a time capsule. And immediately I have to wonder if Leonard's all there because the tone of Ben's voice clearly suggests that he's just been <laughs> handed a jobby in a box. But no, it soon turns out Leonard's just done that grandparent thing of seeing you appear to enjoy or use something once and extrapolating that to the point where my nan, for instance, once gave me a voucher for another vasectomy. <laughs> 
My nan's gift was meant kindly, and so is Leonard's gesture here, which makes it all the more galling that Ben is quite openly mocking him for Aww. it. Bad form, if you ask me. I have found out that Leonard doesn't live in Ambridge, which makes me wonder where the hell he does live, because they're clearly at his house now, and it feels like it's very close by, if no, that makes sense. Brookfield. Josh is back with time capsule-related bants, and I've decided that although Ben is a bit of a tit, he's actually nowhere near as irritating as Josh, wanging on humorlessly in a voice that only dogs can hear. <laughs> God bless Clary. She's easily the character I recognise quickest, halfway through the first syllable of any of her scenes, and it couldn't be anyone else, could it? Nope. My love for the Grundies is very strong, I've realised, and is only bolstered by Clary's gentle acceptance that, well, the bloody play wasn't that important in the first place, and it seems like it's time for a glass of cider, while Eddie rages on her behalf and eventually resigns from the Ambridge play. In the meantime, time for a slice of cake, and for goodness sake, Eddie, I don't know much about vegan baking, but I'm betting that a chocolate cheesecake would be quite the challenge. That email address again, for all you irate vegan bakers, is ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com, by the way. Right, we're back at the hospital, and not before time, and Alice is talking to her mother, who, as we all know, is... Oh, bloody hell. If only I'd listened the other day when Lucy explained all this, yes. I'd know... Whoever this is, I'm reasonably sure that I haven't met her before, and please, writers, let this be it now. How many characters can one blooming soap need? Right. I'm assuming this is Jennifer until somebody tells me otherwise. I think Alice could do with one of Harriet's army of Canadian councillors right now, and it worries me that nobody seems to be mm. stepping in. She's really trying, too, and her admission that she knows she's been a bad mother is properly heartbreaking. David and Ruth. Oh, goody. Wait a minute. A nugget. This, ladies and gentlemen, is what we newbies live for. Look at it. Glinting there in the pan. David is the son of Ben's granny. Or to put it another way, Ben is David's son, which I might have known but then forgot. And David's mum is, according to Twitter, Jill. And Jill must therefore be Leonard's main squeeze, Yahtzee. <laughs> if only I thought I'd remember any of this tomorrow. <laughs> oh, and if anybody's heading into town, would you mind popping into Ladbrokes and putting a tenor on Leonard finds out why he's really in the Aww. play for me, please? The writers seem determined to confuse me this week, and unless I'm mistaken, we now have a new location. Wherever they are, Jazzers after a coffee and a donut, and Fallon is just the person to give them to him, it seems. Wait, is this the tea shop? Yes. I thought that was Emma's. Or maybe it's Emma's and Fallon works there. Or vice versa. I might not sleep tonight. Although that's mostly because I now know there's a chance I'll get to hear Fallon again. Be still, my beating heart. Go on, Leonard. Ask for the bill and make a complaint so she can say something. <laughs> Please don't offer the part of the king to Susan, Kirsty. Don't do it! All that now remains is to ask Linda how she thought that putting Susan in the role was going to be any less leaky than having Clary. Exactly. And furthermore, what the hell, Kirsty? My sympathy for her recent travails is running out fast. Trazza! You can't see me, but I'm running around the room and waving my arms in the air right now. Tracy reckons she's Martha's great aunt, but it's late and I'm tired and I'm not even going there. All I care about is the inevitable and now seemingly imminent end of Jade. Alice is literally asking for help here, and nobody's listening. I can't look. I mean, I can't listen. This is genuinely upsetting. Can one of you give me a tap when it's all over? Even after her detox buddy, Lisa, brackets, who, in capital letters, has steadied the ship, 
and Chris has had to think and come back with an apology and a promise to do better. I'm not feeling much happier about any of this. Tell me it's going to be all right. Please. Oh, gosh. That... Oh. <laughs> it's like, did he die? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I'll, mess... I'll message him in a minute. Just check. If he's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it did cut out very yeah. quickly. <laughs> it did. I think I might have to put a fade on that habit yeah. rather than just going whoop. Oh, don't bother, Lucy. It's only our... Mr. Newbie, Brooke, they were at Brookfield because Leonard pops over frequently to see Jill at Brookfield and sort of stays there. Stays the uh, night with her. And uh, it is Fallon's tea shop and Emma works there. And is he in love with Fallon? Yes. But he can't have heard much of Fallon. I think he only needed to hear her once. <laughs> then he looked at the picture of Joanna Van Campen on the Archer's website and that, that... I don't know what they're doing with Linda. I really don't. Oh, I like the fact that she's just back to old Linda. I, 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 I'm really oh. pleased that, that we're not dwelling on her... Um, well, I could, Saint Linda was getting on my nerves wandering around the village <laughs> saying, look at the hello trees, hello sky. That was quite annoying. <laughs> oh, no, you I liked that bit, didn't I? Because I, think I, was, yeah, I think I was a bit yes. hormonal that day and I... Yeah, I know. This is all dependent on your mood, Harriet. Oh, You're not really exactly is. a sort of... And how tired I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Or if I'm listening properly. Because sometimes, yes. you know, when you're just... Oh, you know, it's been one of those days and then you listen to the Archers mm. and you want to fling the radio across the room. Yes. <laughs> Wake that, up, that... people. Who cares about <laughs> your sheep? <laughs> but of course I should That care. happens to me when I'm stressed and they're wagging on, or tired, and they're wagging on about um, the dairy. Oh, and what which about way the it... dairy hood? Do you... which... It's so Wait, hard. No, the, the... <laughs> which way round the cows have to go in one end and out the other and round in a circle but or whatever. For them, and... that is literally life or death because it's whether they can afford their <laughs> lunch or not but it's it's like they suddenly start throwing in loads of really complicated yeah, terminology and to... everything and you think i don't because, care just because that's that's the trouble isn't it because they presumably still have to pay their agricultural editor <laughs> And <laughs> though there's bugger all out and agriculture every, every in it now. three months they let him write something that's yeah. allowed to go in. Oh, let him do his bit about Matthew Ferguson's. Go on, he's had it for ages. Go on, Anthony, tell them your thing. Tell them your thing about tractors. There we go. <laughs> well, that's put the kibosh on him ever coming on the podcast anyway. <laughs> I always imagine their mouths watering when there's, you know, on farming today, there's a new, some revolting new syndrome or disease or something that's been spotted and they think, oh, 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 we could, we could give that to Great Farm, you know. I heard, um, what was it? And another, re- you know, when it went on the radio, or you just switch on the radio and you go, God, this sounds boring. And then 50 minutes later, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and it was about the pandemic. And it was presented by one of the doctors from Operation Ouch. And because he's an infectious diseases doctor. And it was, and it was all about all the, all the other pandemics were like, all the other viruses that are basically about to explode. It was really cheering, but it was quite fascinating because <laughs> <laughs> there was a lady that loved bats so much that she, because bats is her life, that's what she studies. And she went into a cave when she was about 20 to collect some data on bats. And I think the telltale signs were that they were basically like fangy spiders and sort of like potions oh, bubbling anywhere. Anyway, 20 years later, she basically can't breathe. 
she 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 they the, the whatever she picked up in there has damaged her lungs so much that she oh. but she was very cheery all the same and she said it was worth it because she loves bats so much so <laughs> that's a warning for you before you go into a bat cave ladies and gentlemen let's have a little thinky poos <laughs> because um it's because bat it's something to do with their immune systems right <laughs> that that, that that enable the virus to jump onto humans. I know what it right. was. The whole program was about the jump from animal to human. Ah, okay. Like swine flu and... Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> just to clarify, Harriet Carmichael is not a doctor. <laughs> she is in no way a coronavirus scientist. Also, I find it very hard to get Or an expert my... on cross-species disease. <laughs> I find it so hard to get my facts right. Because I forget. Oh. Well, you, but that makes you a shoo-in to be standing on the podium next to Boris Johnson then, next time that they have one of these ridiculous questions. Next slide. Where everyone looks a bit shifty and shuffles their feet. <laughs> and now over to Harriet Carmichael. Okay, guys. Who once heard something on Radio 4. Okay, guys, so I had this thing. Um, it was about this thing. I'm not really sure what it was, but it was like... <laughs> Totally, really important. So, but like bats, don't go into a bat cave ever. Not like Batman, bat cave. I mean, bat cave, bat cave. Because you'll just get this thing. Um, so yeah, and you can't breathe. You can't... <laughs> anyway, that's it. Thanks, guys. Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> Here's a photo of my breakfast. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to come back with some yes. facts next week. <laughs> <laughs> Not some half everyone... story you half heard on Radio 4 while the tumble dry was going, so you weren't quite sure what you were listening to. It is to. annoying, because you listen, and then you're like, God, this is amazing. I've got to tweet it out. I've got to text it to all my friends. And then you make your lunch, and you've yeah. forgotten it all. Yeah, and then you've forgotten what the name of the programme was. <laughs> So you can't even find it again on iPlayer to send it to anyone. It's so annoying. And then you end up just going, I've just heard this thing, which automatically discounts anything you say then, because you just sound like an idiot. Before we all exhaust ourselves, we are now able to cross to Ambridge itself to hear what's going on on the therapist's couch. Blimey, another archer. How many of them are there? Are they Mormons or something? Uh, Ruth, today. Oh, good morning, Mrs Archer. Hi, uh, this isn't my sort of thing, really. What, therapy? No, being inside and not covered in cow shit. Talking rather than shouting. I usually find that my problems can be solved by shouting at everyone really loudly and unexpectedly. It's always worked up till now, but not this time. What I need to know is how to put the sparkle back in my marriage. Mm, keeping the spark alive is always tricky. Oh, you're not kidding. Our pilot light went out in about 1998. Do you think it's my dungarees? Well, I presume you don't wear them in bed. Don't be daft, they're for best. No, it's more that he won't come near me. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I've tried being seductive, off-the-shoulder wellies, you know, 
One afternoon I did him tea and biscuits, undid the button on me overalls and tried to sit on his lap while he was in the office. And did that work? Not really. I hit the keyboard with me elbow and deleted the arable figures. It does take me up Lakey Hill every now and again, though. Oh, well, that's quite adventurous. Oh, you think? I mean, it is hard going at first, but once you get some speed up, it's relatively easy. And it's definitely worth it. Do you have children? As as that frequently can be a blocker for couples trying to reignite their love life. We do, yeah. Two of them live with us when they're not in custody. And we have my mother-in-law and her boyfriend living with us. You might know him. He's Tom Rigglesworth's dad. Well, he doesn't live with us. He just pops in to be hilariously incompetent at cooking and drawing horses. Sounds like quite a houseful. Yeah. I mean, Jill's very good and gives us space. And it's been better since she's had Leonard. Although I did catch them being intimate while they were pretending to watch the pottery throwdown the other day. Was that upsetting for you? Yes. That Art Deco punch bowl was revolting. And how did you resolve it? I shouted. You seem to take refuge in shouting fairly frequently, if I can point it out. Well, so would you if your widowed mother-in-law was getting it more than you were. I just find other people irritating. It's not my fault. And it's how I've always dealt with the cows, and they respond very well. But people aren't cows, Mrs Archer. Have you met Shula? How would you describe your husband's behaviour around you? Jumpy. I see. And what do you put that down to? The shouting? I think you might be right. Fine. I'll have a think. Maybe I could weave me arms around instead or whack him on the arse. Just not shout. Right, well, I'll, I'll maybe pop back later and tell you how I got on. Please do. Well, Jeff, a satisfied customer. Well, soon to be satisfied, hopefully. Not sure whacking him on the arse will do the trick, but it depends if he went to public school or not. Good. Let's pop into the tea rooms on our way back. Celebrate with a fairy cake. As long as that milkman's not there trying to flog us his fish tank drink. Lovely. So, that's that. There'll be another podcast up next week. So subscribe to us on iTunes and you'll never miss an episode. If you would like to get in touch with us, as a sum total of no one did this week, you can email us at averageonthecouch at gmail.com. That's not an echo. That's Harriet being annoying. We are at onambridge on Twitter, or you can follow Mr. Newbie on Twitter, if he is better, (laughs) at newbiecouch. And in the meantime, it's goodbye from both of us and have a lovely week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.